Welcome to the DNA Show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N is for and? Oh, man, nerds. Because we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well, good. Then we can talk about comics and movies and pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're going to make that work. All right, let's roll. First man, you know the drill. A college kid is imbued with great power and likes it. Penumbra has other plans and hand delivers him to Monarch. A fun 64-page action-packed comic book hearkening back to the glory days of Marvel Comics. Only on Indiegogo. Well, Heidi ho welcome to another fun-filled edition of, what is it? It's the Dennis and Andy Show, DNA. DNA. I'm Andy. I'm Dennis. Welcome back again. It's got to be, right? Because if I'm Andy and it's the Dennis and Andy Show, there's nobody. Nope. Yep. You got to be. A. We just have no end because it's and. Did you know, by the way, that we actually have a sponsor today? Oh, who? Oh, our sponsor is... First Man on Indiegogo. Well, what is First Man on Indiegogo, you say? Well, it's that fantastic video that we played to open the show. First Man is my comic that I'm crowdfunding on Indiegogo. So if you're into comic books, superhero action, fun stuff, it's 64 pages of excitement, hearkening back to the good Marvel Age of Comics the Silver Age of Comics, where it's just really fun superhero yarn. A superhero yarn. You don't hear that word. You do not. You know, I already ordered mine because I'm still waiting for the conclusion of the original First Man story. That's right. And this wraps it all up. Let's look at some of the stuff here. Oh, real quick. Johnny Lawrence says, hi. What's up, Johnny? Are you the Johnny Lawrence, as in Cobra Kai? Oh my God, we have a celebrity watching us. So anyhow, back to this. We've got the feature tier, which features the 64-page graphic novel because it's square bound with my cover, then the same book with the Bart Sears variant cover and the program book for 75, just the program book, which is 40 pages of behind the scenes making a first man for 15, 25 for the comic, 35 for Bart's cover. Every character, these are the main characters. Everyone is going to have their own bio page, a la the Marvel handbook. Look, he says, yes, he is. Uh, you need to prove it. You need to upload like a video of you kicking, uh, kicking Danny Lawrence's butt. I need to see proof, but I'm glad you're watching. Danny LaRusso's butt? Danny LaRusso's Unless butt. Unless he's got a younger brother named Danny I met Lawrence. Danny LaRusso. <laughs> Here's some pages from inside the book to, is it tantalize or titillize? Tantalize. Tantalize. To tantalize you. It's, that's what I meant to say. These are titillating pages that were tantalize your taste buds into wanting to buy this book. All right. I'm never getting you a calendar uh, word of the day again. Oh, come on. Look at that. That's Penumbra. I've got a fake hostess ad in the book because who didn't love Those these hostess Those are ads? fun. Those these, are fun. These are fun. And there's Bart's cover. The program book features uh, first man drawn by some of the top name talents. Adam Hughes, Brian Hitch, Mike Zett, Kevin Nolan, J. Scott Campbell, 
Brandon Peterson, Bart Sears, Alan Davis, George Prez, and a few more that I haven't shown. I got a sketched here so you can get a head sketch, a figure sketched here, and I even popped up an original sketch cover of a bunch of Justice Leaguers on a wraparound cover. So please check it out. Uh, I would appreciate if you back it. Really want to get this book in your hands. And uh, it's time to move on to my sound effects. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And yes. I do that so we don't get sued. Yes, because we, we can't play the real one, even for 10 seconds. But that's okay. Oh, we, every, we did. <laughs> and everybody knows it's football time. Because we had six playoff games this last week. Yes. Yes, we did. So let's check out and see what, what went down on Saturday. Well, and Dennis, just so everybody knows, Dennis and I are part of a pick em with a group of people where we, you know, no, no points or anything, just straight up pick winner losers. Yep. So we got Colts and Bills. Good game. Good game. I picked the Bills. I was a little worried towards the end there. The Colts looked like they were going to be coming back, but the Bills hung tough. Who'd you pick? Bills. Nice. Dennis and I are one, one and one. Then we had the Rams Seahawks. This pick for me was my heart. Not who I, not the favored, but I was going with my heart. And my heart said the Rams. Two and zero. Oh. Dennis. Same. I also oh, went with my heart. Look I at like, that. I like the Rams. That was a good game, too. It was. Then we went Buccaneers against the football team. And Love to see the no-name football team put up a good game. You know, Ron Rivera, kudos. Yep. He was the coach of the Panthers. We live in Charlotte, so I, I really like Ron, but had to root for the Bucks. My daughter's a big Bucks fan. She made me wear my Bucks t-shirt that she got me for Christmas. So 3-0. What about you? 3-0. Oh, 3-0. All right, let's go to Sunday's games. Recap, Ravens-Titans. This was one where, I mean, look at this. Evenly matched going into it, playing at the Titans. But I said, I don't care. I'm going for Baltimore. And in the beginning of the game, my butt was pinching because it didn't look like they were going to do it. And in the end, 3-1. This oh. was the one that got me. It was a toss-up. And I, my, everything said pick the Ravens, but I really wanted the Titans to win it. So I went out on the limb, and needless to say, I got it wrong. Then we had Bears Saints. Well, I took the Saints because it's the Saints, and they're crushing it. So, yeah, and it's the Bears 5-0. and Yeah, 4-1. I got it right, too. I Ooh. definitely didn't pick the Bears. Last but not least, Brown Steelers. This was the other heart pick. I went for the Browns. I went for the underdog because it's been 25 years. The last time the Browns were in the playoffs and won a game, Bill Belichick was their coach, and they beat the Patriots. Yep. I also had picked the Browns last week, and again, I wanted them to win, but I picked them the week before, and I said they can do it twice in a row, and they did. So I went five and one for the week, which was which was pretty solid. It was enjoyable. Oh, I went uh, six, six and, and oh, the that's only right. one. We'll, we'll get to that in a few moments, but uh, yeah. All now right. next week, next week we've got the divisional round: Rams, Packers. 
as much as it pains me. Shouldn't pain because, you. you because should be now, jumping for joy. Now that I took, now that I'm six and zero, oh, I really want to win. So I'm not pulling that heart crap anymore, and I'm just going for the win. So I believe the Packers are going to shut the Rams down. They're the Rams are a warm weather team. It's in Packerville, as I like to call it, cold yeah. weatherville. Yeah, the frozen tundra, tundra. So of Lambeau Field. Taking the Packers. Yeah, I am too. Obviously, you, you can just chalk that up for the rest of the season. Ooh, this is a good one. This one is very tough because even though 13 and 3, 11 and 5, it's the Bills. And I don't want to say. I, I don't mean to put them down because, you know, they made the playoffs last year, but they were one and done. Um, this year, I really want to see him go on. I'm, I'm taking the Bills, but I honestly don't know if they can do it. But I'm, I'm taking the Bills. I went with the Bills because they just look good, and I'll say it again. I'm hearkening back to Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas years. Yeah. I got a feeling they're recapturing that lightning in a bottle from them. Now, maybe a different story if they make it to the Super Bowl, but I, oh, I'm picking yeah. the Bills. They're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. And, uh, and then we have Browns and Chiefs. Once again, I'm going to win. I don't think this one's going to be a contest. I think the Chiefs are going to come in there. And I, I'll even go out on a limb and say the Chiefs beat them by 20-plus. Wow. We're talking heart. I would love to see the Browns win. So would I. I really would. So would I. In order to go back to my original pick of the Packers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl, with the Packers winning 35 to 10, recreating Super Bowl one, I have to go with the Chiefs on this. Although, if the Browns did an upset on here, if, I wouldn't be too upset. If the Browns did an upset, I would be very happy. Uh, I would obviously take a loss in the pool, but that's okay because I'd love to see the Browns go. And then Saints Bucks. This one I'm torn. Well, I'm taking the Bucks because it's my daughter's team, so I kind of have to. Well, I don't have to do anything. I mean, she's 17. She doesn't tell me what to do. I run this. Really? House. Um, so I'm taking the Bucks. But man, I think it's going to be a tough game. I, I, I just I think it's going to be a tough game. It, it is. Um, I'm going with the Saints because Drew Brees is just looking so good right now and the team as a whole, but honestly, it could go either way, but I'm 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 doing the Saints. I, I think it's the smart pick, but again, I wouldn't have a problem if the Bucks won this. I would love to see Tom Brady kind of get there and, and, and see what happens with them, and then have to come over here to watch the, the Packer-Tampa Bay game. <laughs> and see him lose to the Bucks Again, because that, that see, was one of the Saints losses. is. I'm not a Drew Brees hater by any means, but the thing with the Saints is this could be his last year, they're saying. So, like, highly. And apparently he already has an NBC contract lined up for announcing, I heard. Yeah. So We'll, we'll see so what this happens. This could be his last game. Uh, we got another comment here. Thanks for the Packer love. Oh, Ted. Yeah. Ted, it's Cowboy love. No. They're just not in it anymore. But next year when they win the NFC East and then – Make the Packers look like they're little bitches. You know. That's just, what, Go you're ahead. in a dreamland, like Scooby-Doo ending. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, there have been some firings. Of, there's always Black Monday after the season ends. Yeah. But this week it came out that uh, the Eagles kicked their coach to the curb. Yep. God damn it. What's his name again? I'm already blanking. Peterson. 
Doug Peterson. Right? Yep. Yeah, so the, yep. the Eagles need a new coach. It'll be interesting to see who they get because I can't think of – I get like, okay, so the Eagles let their coach go. The Jets let their coach go. Falcons. Falcons, but Falcons coach looks like he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the yeah. Cowboys. So Falcons, Chargers, Chargers, Jets. Yeah, but I don't see any of those. Houston, at, out of all the coaches that got let go, I don't see any of them – getting picked up by one of these teams to be their head coach, except for maybe Doug Peterson, because yes, he was with the Eagles for five years, but he wasn't, it wasn't five garbage years. It, no. You know, they just went down and that could be player turnover or whatever. So I could see, I could see one of those teams maybe picking him up as a head coach, but I can't see, uh, a team needing a head coach going, let's get the Jets guy. Yeah. Let's get no, the Chargers guy. A, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of – and I don't think we're done yet. Something tells me we're, we're probably not done. It will be more clear after the Super Bowl when all the firings are complete. Oh, yeah. Then everybody's going to be looking to pull talent from the other teams. So there's a, a fun thing done over the weekend on the, the Bears game. And they aired it on Nickelodeon as well. Yeah, I got uh, actually text messages from uh, Mr. Paterzo. He says, hey, are you watching this on Nickelodeon? I'm like, no, it's on, I got it on CBS. And I says, because we're Romo's doing it, and I kind of like him as an announcer. He goes, you need to see what they're doing on it. So I actually flipped it over to it. And, man, they, it's, it's fun. They're, they're doing a lot of stuff for kids. So, like, when they're tackling, they have, like, it reminds me of the original 60s Batman. Right. They you really know. need a sound effect over that blue going, whomp. Yep, yep. So there's a couple of things, uh, screenshots that will show you of things that they did throughout. So, like, when they tackled it and then when they had the touchdown after the end, you know, they cut the screen cut into SpongeBob, which was great. and yep. Everybody's sitting there laughing. And then uh, – when they got this the touchdown, cool. the end zones being slimed. Um, it was just really fun. His sound effects and everything. So it that, was it was fun. Yeah, Courtney and I watched, I think, the first half. And it was very entertaining. Kind of like you, I did miss the adult announcing with Romo. And I obviously I like Romo. So we did switch back after the, the first half. But I did like the graphics. They showed um, if a flag was uh, thrown this little kid pops up and explains, which I thought was cool because, but they did it in a fun way. So he explains the the holding penalty. Here's what a holding penalty is. And then he makes a comment like, but at this age, I don't even like to hold hands. Right. It was just fun. It was great for kids and it was an enjoyable change of pace. Let's put it that way. Now, if it were Aikman and Buck, I would have watched the entire game on Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. Oh, wait, you don't like Aikman and Buck? Not at all. Oh, I like Aikman and Buck, you bastard. I thought you, oh, that hurts. <laughs> so this is our, uh, this is the pick we were telling you about. Oh. Look at that. Perfect. I'm perfect. So alone up here. Six out of six. Next week it will be ten out of ten. We'll see. Mark, well, and, and it looks like Mark and I had five, so Mark, we're, and, we're, we're in second. And by the way, Mark Pennington, good friend of mine, he is a huge Browns fan. So I'm actually really happy for him. 
because he's a big, like, lifelong, grew up there. He doesn't live there anymore. That explains it, because we're on Skype, so we do a lot of trash talking on Skype right now. And I saw, so you kept bringing up the brown stuff. Well, that explains it. Congrats. And then we've got my buddy Bart Sears at 4 and 4. My other buddy Ron Mars at 4 and 4. Bart's a Tampa fan, so he's loving it. Ron's a Giants fan. Poor Ron. Oh. He's, he's, not, he's not feeling it. Um, Kasaya is Bart's daughter. She's four and four. Chip Carey's a mutual friend, four and four. Bart's brother, Brett, four and four. God, sad. Boy, we're down in you the You know where they now. blew it? They All these people blew it with Pittsburgh. Yeah, this Browns game. Yeah. They all picked Pittsburgh, and I'm not sure about what other game they might have blown it on. Maybe the uh, – not the Washington game. It's Maybe probably, the could Bills. Be the Ravens. Yo, Ravens yeah, game. Yeah, probably the Ravens, yeah, Ravens game. game. This is a friend up from Syracuse, Michael. Mm, three and three, really did bad. This is actually uh, uh, Bart's son-in-law. Crapped the bet on that one, buddy. And then another friend of uh, friend of ours from up in Syracuse that really, I don't know. I think he might have been drunk when he made these picks. <laughs> No, no, a drunk person would get half right. Yeah, and then my daughter, for some reason, who didn't show up, is number 12, and she's coming in at two and two as well. So that's sad. It's really oh. sad. Yeah. Is it sad. sad? Is no, it sad because really. you're 6 and 0? Oh? I don't think it's really that sad. Oh, no, it's not sad for that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I mean, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to be the best. So, anyway, that's our NFL, and uh, looking forward to this next week, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. All right, so we do our weekly thing for people just joining us where it's uh, comic book day. New comics come out. Dennis and I are nerds. That's actually what the N stands for, Dennis and Andy. Nerds. And uh, we hit the comic shop, and we like to share what we buy. So starting off with Dennis's purchase. A bigger week than I was expecting. Let's put it like that. The Chris Claremont Anniversary Special. Loving it, loving it. I'm a huge Chris Claremont fan, and um, I'm I can't wait to get home and tear open that book tonight and and read through this. It's probably going to be the first thing I read. Why do you have to tear of, it open? It's out not out of a party bag. Tear into it. Let's put it down. Oh, there you go. You're gonna rip that shit up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It just looks it looks great. I mean, I've been a huge fan for a long time, so I can't wait to see what they did with it. Nice. Yeah, oh, sword. I, I can't wait. The first episode we already reviewed. Liked where it was going. It opened it up well. Is this a TV um, show? No, not yet. But no, it should that episode. It should be, but actually now taking a look at at at, at what she looks like, you know, boy, that's going to kind of tie into uh, to my Star Wars review coming up. But anyway, this this looks this has a lot of potential. This has a lot what, of what potential. Is, what's going on? Is this tying into Kane Black? Looks like it's a symbiote stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly what's going on. I did read number one and enjoyed it. My shop was sold out of that. So if, if you dig it, maybe I'll pick it up. Yep. Oh look, Marauders has is I'm probably going to be honest here. That's probably going to be it's been my favorite X book out of all of them, and I actually didn't think when I read through the original characters. Um, but Emma Frost and the relationship between her and Kitty Pride have been outstanding. Um, the writing, the artwork has just been been great. Um, love where the book's heading, the interpersonal relationships they, they're going on. They have to deal with Sebastian Shaw on, in the last issue. 
and they did some really amazing things. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you, you, this is a book to pick up. This is fun, fun reading. Um, I do like the cover. I, I'm always down for a good chick fight, so I hope that comes through in the book. You'll have to tell me. Yeah. Blade Runner 2029. I'm nice picking cover. it up. I, I enjoy it. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna probably wait till the first few come out, and then I'm going to sit down and probably do a review on it if it's any, any, any decent. Is this what the interior looks like, or is this by a different artist? It's a different artist. Okay. I was going to say, that's a nice-looking cover. It has a very manga feel, which I like. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, and no. then yeah, Darth Vader. And uh again, the both Star Wars books that they've got running in uh currently in Marvel are are decent. They're they're both solid um uh, stories, so I'm going to continue to pick this one up. I would like to see a backup story that explains what all these buttons and things do. Uh -huh. I, I would like to see that where he's like he goes into his quarters and he's by himself and he, he takes his helmet off to chill and he's like, and then something maybe comes out or I don't know, huh. calls him. Maybe he's like Robbie the robot. Maybe walks good. in like the Jetsons. Maybe the Jetsons. On, on, on Rosie. Wheel. Rose, yeah, Rosie. Rosie comes trucking in when he presses a button or you know something. Something cool happens. I think yeah. that would be cool. I will say though about Darth Vader, dude is. 77 was the first one, right? Yeah, first movie. 43 years, and this design still really holds up. It does. It really does. And what's happening here? Did he get his arm cut off? You he see did. that? He did. Oh, wow. Same one as Luke's. I can't remember which one of Luke's. Well, that, that would be Empire Strikes Back. Oh, good. It's my turn. It is. It's my turn. So Savage Dragon is a book I've gotten since issue one of the first miniseries. I have every issue. I have the zero issue. I have the wizard specials. I'm buddies with Eric Larson. Um, it's pretty much the only monthly book I still get. It really does, as I said with First Man, harken back to the good old Marvel age with, with Savage Dragon. It's harkening back to Jack Kirby and the big in-your-face action. And Eric really likes doing uh those type of comics he he does typical not typical but he still does old school splash pages with the titles on them and the credits written in so i love it it's it, it reminds me of a kid when i read that uh this is future state uh dc's thing for the next two months uh i bought it because i'm a justice league fan uh i bought it more because i follow books for art and i really like rops and roca's artwork so i looked at it i was like it looks really good I don't know anything else about it besides the fact it looks good. And being an artist, I follow artists. Hopefully it's a good read as well. So that's why I got that. And Dark Detective, same thing. I got it for the art. The art is by Dan Mora. I uh, discovered Dan Mora's art on a book called Klaus for Boom Studios, which is Klaus, which is him. And I believe Garth or no, Grant Morrison's uh, take on Santa Claus and uh that came out a few years ago and then he's also done power ranger stuff for boom and his art's just fantastic and i've i've always been like man somebody needs to pick this guy up at marvel and dc because his stuff is so good and finally so dark detective batman story hopefully it's good if not at least i know the pictures will be pretty so that is uh that is my week for comics. it was an average week for you yeah, three books. That's average. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, 
we 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 one of our new books last week was the new Star Wars book, uh, Star Wars: The High Republic, and you know, a lot of people started chiming in on it, and I actually thought, you know what, I am going to definitely read this book before this week because you know, even at the gym and stuff, everybody's people are talking about this, um, and they're trying to find out. So the High Republic. Um, takes place and uh, there'll be a graphic in a little bit coming up um this takes story takes place so there's the knights of the old republic which was like twenty-five thousand years before the new hope and this takes place about five thousand years that's why it's the old republic so then there has to be something to go between the old republic and then a new hope where the empires um you know around and enforce and that would be the High Republic. Okay, the High so Republic. So the High Republic. How many years is 200, that before? 200 years before New Hope or the very first Star Wars movie, Episode 4. So in 200 years, their lightsabers look the same. They haven't changed in 200 years. Do you think 200 years well, from now a well, Glock is going to look the same? They, they didn't change the same from the Old Republic. They still use kyber crystals. What? Yes. Why would advanced tech? It's I don't know. It's called advancing technology. It's a, the kind. Am I driving a car that I so have to much? walk outside and go, hey, before we go somewhere, Dennis, let me start the car. Crank, crank, crank. Wasn't well, what we have to do with yours? No. <laughs> do do well. I don't use a pistol, but if I used a pistol, I think it would look a little different from one from I don't know two hundred years ago. Well, all of the lightsabers are based off the same technology. The kyber crystals that they have to go find it's an entire ritual and yet even under today and i'm using air quotes here because this isn't really real but uh um they they're still it's still the best one out there even the mandalorian with the best guy rod we couldn't even you know eventually it was going to burn right through it right they're still the best well no i thought that wait i thought the lightsaber in that fight with uh what's that dude's name he fought oh god, god uh who do you fight? Mandalorian fight that had the lightsaber that almost burned. I mean Gideon. Gideon, yeah. yeah. I thought that lightsaber was like really. Well, that that that's a special. That's a dark saber. That's, yeah, that's, that's different. Saying. That's different. Right. That okay. is not a lightsaber. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, this takes place two hundred years before Episode Four, but the entire period stretched out for about eight hundred years. So in this in this era, the Jedi were not military. They right. weren't out there fighting or putting down insurrections or any of this stuff. This was the golden age. They were there to help people. And you have your inner core worlds, and then you've got your outer rim world. The outer rim worlds are the ones that nobody knows a whole lot about, you know, and they're they're far and few between, and they're hard to navigate. So the entire point of this is you get introduced to the uh, Starlight Beacon, and this beacon is like a tower that they're putting out there, which looks just like the Starlight Citadel in the Book of X's that we've been dealing with. Do you, do you agree, Johnny, here, Rise of Skywalker is the best Star Wars movie? Uh, no, Johnny. I, I think I'm giving Danny uh, LaRusso a call. And is it Empire I think Strikes he's, Back? So? Uh, yeah, Empire Strikes Back is still the best movie. I really am not fond of the current. Uh, the last Wait, Rise movie. of Skywalker. Out of the last three that came out, that was the middle one. Wasn't that was it? the last one. Oh, that was the last one. Oh, yeah. I don't think that was the best one. Yeah, no. The first one was all, all right coming back in there and was kind of a, 
the, almost like a retelling of it. Yeah. Not not fond of it. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Not with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to kind of disagree with you on this one. But this is an interesting era, one that's not been talked about. You know, there's that new TV show, The Acolyte, um, Kathleen Kennedy's that's coming out, you know, that she's putting on. That'll take place right at the very end of this High Republic era. So I'll be interested to see where they go with that and what they do with it. So, but this is a take on the Jedi that we haven't seen because there are no wars. They have been sated for generations. Um, there's been no war. They've helped out people. I mean, and that's it. Some people are like, well, that's really, really boring because right. there's nothing going on. There is going to be some big dark thing that's going to happen and a new enemy is going to emerge, which we'll find out, which we don't find out in this first one. Um, what, do you, what about this? Johnny says he's trying to redeem himself. No, actually, the best Star Wars movie is The Clone Wars. All right. I've never seen The Clone Wars. That's the cartoon, right? No, no. Well, well, The Clone Wars, yes. The cartoon, yes. The Clone Wars is solid. I mean, season seven of The Clone Wars, I'm telling everybody, if 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 you're watching The Mandalorian, you need to watch season seven of The Clone Wars to understand all of this, as well as season four, I think it is, of Rebels, because that's going to bring in all the Admiral Thrawn stuff, and yeah, so... I Clone Wars is really good. My wife's watching them now because she never watched them originally. And she goes, wow, there's a lot of the first few seasons are all similar. It's all one big battle leading to another. And it's dealing with the clone armies and stuff like that. But man, it really gets good. And then they finally came out with season, season seven to wrap up. And it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. So I don't want to say the best. But it's up there because, in my mind, Empire Strikes Back is still my 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 favorite of of all of them. Although Rogue One was really decent, and obviously the original the original original trilogy. Got to love talking Star Trek. Okay, let's keep talking. Wow. Oh wait, Star Wars. <laughs> wow, you can take your expanse slash Battlestar Galactica button and go sit in the corner. Oh damn, he's laying down some BS. And yeah. I mean Battlestar when he's set when I say Yeah. That. So, so anyway. The High Republic sets, sets place in here. You get introduced to a few characters. The main girl up front is a Padawan. Mm -hmm. And, oh, okay. you know, I'm not going to do any spoilers in this because I kind of want people to read it. Um, I find it very interesting because she's got she's, she's going through her her Jedi trial. Mm -hmm. And this, this is what this one's about. And... Um, She's very unsure of herself. She's got a lot of angst, a lot of self-doubt. Right. Um, she's very emotional. She cusses and swears a lot. Um, all things that any of us that have been around Star Wars that long, she wouldn't have passed. They wouldn't have put her in through the trial and completed her because she's not ready. So I'm wondering if, if because things have been so well and they buried all the Sith stuff for centuries – that they're just letting stuff slide. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting take. Um, the next one, um, I kind of uh, will show you. That's kind of the intro. It talks about the High Republic. And the next slide, actually, well, oh. it, there, there's kind of your timeline. You know, from currently, they're starting at the uh, um, High Republic, working their way through the fall of the Jedi, which, you know, the Clone Wars, um, the TV, you know, the show, 
And then Rebels, Rogue One, which is the Age of the Rebellion, which to me right. is the best of all the Star Wars. And then the New Republic, which is now where the Mandalorian is, and it's going to be the Book of Boba Fett and right. the new Rogue Squadron and stuff coming out. And then Rise of the First Order, which, yeah, I, I could do without that. So, and not, not my favorite. No? Resistance no. Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, no, those are... In fact, Johnny has a comment about all those. He says, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Sky, Skywalker, the worst Star Wars movies of all time. Yep, totally agree, Mr. JL. Totally agree with you with that. And poor Luke having to drink that bluish-green milk and yeah. uh, just, no, just wrong. Anyway, that's why The Mandalorian was great. The one issue that I had in this book, and it was the writers, I caught this right away, and apparently I'm not the only one. She's on this trial. She has to climb all the way up to the top of these spires. And then these bugs attack. I won't go too much into more depth. In order to save herself, she lights her lightsaber, puts it in, and slides down where it conveniently catches and she's able to hang on. And now I could see it slowing her descent. Correct. But it would just keep going. I mean, I'm not even, like I said, if, you, if you've never watched this before, I like Star Trek, I like Star Wars, I like stuff like this, but I'm not steeped in the history. And even I know, even my wife would look at that and be like, that's not right. That would keep going. Right. So anyway, it's a small point, and I caught it right away, and I was like, eh. But apparently I'm not the only one. Apparently there have been a lot of people out there, and I will give uh, the writer credit. You know, apparently they came out and said, yeah, we've heard about it. And that, that's correct. They, they kind of goofed up and admitted to it. So I'm totally fine with that. You know, I'm I'm just hoping for something a little bit better. I mean, it's nice art. I give it that. It's, yeah, it's, I like the art. Because I haven't read it, obviously. Um, it is it is very nice art. That's for sure. What, um, what, what am I trying to say? Oh, and it's also going for a lot of money now, I hear yeah, for whatever Which reason, this one this wound up being a, a really hot book, and honestly, I think it's because of Mandalorian. Um, you know, right now I'm finding on eBay that it's going for you know 15 to 20 bucks, and I'm like, for a regular issue, and I'm like, that that's craziness. After reading it, I'm gonna say this: I didn't think the story was phenomenal. I thought it was an okay, it was an intro story to open up the universe, introduce you to characters. They don't even give a, a hint of the bad bads yet. And I was like, eh. But I already put it on my subscription. I had it to it because I want to see where they take this. It's ongoing? It is. I guess one question I have is just from looking at the cover, because it spotlights. I assume the main character. So I'm looking at two chicks and a lizard, which I assume is a dude. Yeah. Um, so the dude, the the dude in this book is a lizard. Yeah. Guy. So the main girl um, that was up front, her name's Kree. The, she's the one who becomes a Jedi Knight uh, in this story. The blonde that was on the right, her name is Chris. You get introduced to her. She's apparently the best of the best in this era. The best Jedi out of all of them. And, you you know, you find out that she's not going to be a part of the council. She doesn't want to be, but they want her to be the marshal for the Citadel. So that kind of is an interesting, you know, take. And so we're going to have stuff going on there as well as stuff down on the planets. And then 
um, the lizard guy that you saw was actually um, Kree's um, um, Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. And you, you know that he loses an arm, and I won't go into too much detail on that. And, um, yeah, so that that's it. You get a, a cursory introduction to the characters. It was fine. I wouldn't light any fireworks off, and I wouldn't say I disliked it. I thought it was an average book. Usually in a number one issue, I want something to grab me and pull me into the story and go, wow, I need to do this. This book didn't do that. However, it's intriguing enough looking at the bigger picture with what they're going to do with Star Wars that I am putting it, I already put it on my pull list because I want to see how they're going to develop this era. So that's kind of my take on it. So I, I, on a CGC rating, I would, I would probably give it a 6.0. Yeah. Nifty. Yeah. Like I said, I just, uh, I like Star Wars, but not enough to, uh, to want to get into, um, you know, more comics and stuff and whatnot. So I'm good with just watching the stuff. I, I didn't get Star Wars when it was a comic back when Marvel originally had it. Oh, that's too bad. That was good stuff. I didn't get any. Well, the thing I will say I liked about it back then was they weren't just throwing things out, you know, creating all this new stuff. And I get it. I'm not against creating, you know, new books and, and like new new stories like, oh, what if we do this, you know? Um not necessarily timelines, but just, you know, stuff like the High Republic. I mean, look, if it, if if the fan base can support it, more power to it. Yeah. So, Interested to see where we go. I just like my superheroes. I'm a superhero guy. All right, coming up next, coming up next, like we're going to a commercial. We're not going to a commercial. No commercials. So DC is apparently, I can't blow this up, but DC Comics Introducing non-binary uh, AU alternate, what's AU stand for? Version of Flash next month. Okay. Alternate uh, universe. Alternate universe. Yeah. Version of the Flash next month. Um, why are we? I don't. I don't have a. I. I just don't care what my superheroes and my heroes preferences pronouns. Stuff like that is. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I do. I well, let me just read their, their blurb. DC Comics is set to introduce the first major non-binary superhero next month. Right. Though Suicide Squad already counts non-binary superhero area among its members, the upcoming character will go on to take on one of the most notable mantles in the DC pantheon. As you read the article, what I don't understand is, well, they don't talk about we got some exciting stories being developed in this. The artwork is fantastic. Right. We've got some interplay between other characters that are going to be outstanding. Right. No, it is strictly about this character being a non-binary character. That's the only attribute that they're assigning to the entire comic book. It's the only thing they seem to be cared about. And I kind of like with you on there. I don't really care one way or another as long as they're an interesting character, it's a good story, and the artwork's are to grab. That's what I'm interesting. I'm not going to run out and buy a comic book because he's the first non-binary or wait, 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 fluid wait. Hold or on now, whatever. What are the pronouns? You just said he. Don't misgender. Is it a, well, does it say? 
No, it, it's literally not. I mean, it looks like That's all you know, we talk about going from going from the art. It looks like uh, a teenage boy. Just looking right here. Those don't look like boobages to me. It looks like a teenage boy. But you know, like you said, uh, I don't. It, is that supposed to be a selling point? It, it should. I, it's in not, my it mind, shouldn't it shouldn't be. be it because shouldn't be. I'm not going to buy a comic for because of a gender reason. I'm going to buy a comic because a good story. I want to read the character because they got a cool story. Or hey, that art like Prillo. Everybody knows I love Prillo. If Prillo put out a book with that character in it, I would buy it just because it's Prillo art. Right. And well, just you know. I, I love so many different artists out there, but I just mentioned Dan Mora, who's doing Dark Detective. If Dan Mora was drawing it, I'd probably buy it just because Dan was drawing it. Right. But, it, and I also, it, putting it out on a news site as this big news story, it just, to me, it's non-news, you know, because like you said, if I go into the shop and I didn't know about this, and I just pick it up because I think it looks cool and I take it home and read it. As long as while I'm reading it too, it's not forced into the writing of the story. You know what I mean? Like if right. it goes naturally with the flow, because we don't know anything about the story. Right. So we can't even say that. You know, if they gave us some clue about the story, sure, but we don't know anything about the story. So my I guess what I'm trying to say is if I'm reading the comic and for no other reason, you know, he's talking to a friend. Or talking to somebody in the book and he announces oh by the way i'm non-binary these are my pronouns if it doesn't advance the story in some way then what's the point you know when when you're editing a movie you you want to take things out that don't advance the story right if it doesn't advance the story cut it photo in the cutting room floor well you know how many years i've done conventions and stuff like that here we go. Um, uh, Gold Gauntlet Comics. This drives me up the wall. I'm with you. Just give me characters. Exactly. Yep. I agree with you. You know, and look, look, look at how many years I we did conventions. You know, right. and when I when I sold comics and stuff, I can tell you on this hand how many times over the five years that somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, do you give me a comic book with a non-binary character or whatever?" Or a gay character. Zero. Or whatever. Never. You know what I mean? It never, never, never happened. Now, they would come up to me and say, hey, I'm looking for a speedster, or I'm looking for somebody like Flash, or right. somebody that's really fun right. that my daughter or son would be interested in. Or what are your daughter and son like for superheroes that they've seen on TV, and they would rattle them right. off. That's the kind of stuff. Well, here's some really good stories that they'd be interested in. This kind of uh, marketing zero never had anybody come up and yet dc and marvel keep doing this right after this is star lord they're they're kind right. of well, doing this with star lord third thing i was going to say too is it it it's it's like you said nobody's ever come up to and said oh i want this so the one thing i'll give the, the thing i'll give dc credit for is it's a brand new character yes and, and i don't even care that it's an alternate universe they could say this takes place in the DCU main universe and give this speedster some different origin. And he's like, oh, I've got these speed powers. I've always liked the flat, whatever. And, and you know, it's non-binary, whatever. But at least they created a new character. I think which so. I'm totally down for. Yeah, so create a new character, 
don't retrofit an old one that's never been a certain way. Stanley said it best, you know, when he goes, don't take an existing uh, character and then just change him into something. Basically, if you want a, a character like that, go ahead and create it. At least right. DC did that. Right. I, that's what I agree with you on. The problem is they're marketing only to being that specific thing. We're not talking about any of the other things that would get a regular person to just run out and buy a right. book. Like, you know, hey, this new storyline, and this is the synopsis of it. And right. It's like, oh, shit, that sounds awesome. Dark, I want to be going that. against Darkseid, and they're doing this, or they're creating, right. building this new army. Nothing. That is their entire push for this comic. It's a marketing snafu. Go Gauntlet Comics. This erodes my, in quotes, give a shit for comics. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I like to say stuff that people can actually read. Yeah. Because I said, in quotes, it's not like we're the only one seeing that. But yes. I just like to throw that out there. Oh, wait, he wants to correct it. Let me correct that for the major two. Yeah. Yep. Then speaking of, next is, oh, not that. Oh, we're not doing slides of that. Oh, well, we, well, no, we'll get back to that later. All the wrong ones. Yeah. So tying into the story why Andy gets the electronics figured out hey. is, Star-Lord and Marvel's kind of doing the same thing, and this is what we're talking about. They are now retrofitting, basically, Star-Lord um, because they've, they've got a scene in a, in a comic book coming up, so and he's, they're turning him bisexual. Right. And so, again, that's like their selling point. That's Yeah, they're retrofitting a character that's it's well, just, it's just what never, they did with Iceman. Well, well, the thing is, it's we don't know. Because it's never come up, but that's the point. Who cares? Why? Why does it even need to come up? You know what I mean? I don't right. care if he if Star Wars bisexual. I don't care if he's homosexual. I I don't care. And then so I guess this is the scene in the book. I can't make it any bigger. I no. wanted to. Oh wait. Anyhow, this is the scene in in the book where basically it looks like Star Lord's in a hot tub of some sort, alien hot tub, and you know, hey, a dude walks up, a female walks up, they get in the hot tub with him, and he just kind of like, hey, bow chicken wow wow, and it's just like, once again, does it really advance the story? Does it advance anything with Star Lord? Does it? Is it something that like? You know, 10-year-old Johnny goes to the comic shop with his dad, and he's like, I want to get the latest Star Wars. It's like, okay, son. And then he buys it, and he's reading it, and he goes, Dad, I got a question for you. What's that, Johnny? And he's like, Star Star Lord is, what's bisexual, Daddy? And you're like, oh, that's yeah. not a conversation I want to have with my 10-year-old right now. Um, and I'm not approved. That's the thing. I'm not approved at all. I just don't see where it matters. It it, it in my mind, it's just not a big deal for these type of comics. It's not a selling point. I don't want to beat a horse to death, but I'm not going to run up. And most everybody I know, we're not going to run up and buy a book because of that particular issue. Right. If they happen to be, so be it. I mean, X-Men through it, you know, and stuff like that. But they had one from Alpha Flight, you know, and that was yeah, fine. North Star. No, nobody cared that that North Star was. It wasn't a big and deal. I it wasn't they, a marketing. Well, and I thought they did a good story with it too, because the whole thing in that issue, if I remember correctly, because I I have out I have that issue of Alpha Flight where the character North Star comes out as gay, and it all centered around a baby that I believe 
he he ended up rushing into the hospital, taking to the hospital or something. I I'm fuzzy on it. I mean, the book's like 30 years old. I think the baby ended up passing away due to HIV. And then, you know, North Star came out and the book is being gay, whatever. So they worked it in. Right. You know, and it was just like, okay. okay. But then they never talked, you know, but then it wasn't a, it wasn't a driving force. And it wasn't, now granted, there's no, when this book came out, the Alpha Flight with North Star, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't any of that stuff. There was just like Comic Shop News, which was a, a newspaper that came out weekly and stuff. But I don't even know if it was in that. Yeah, you know, like I said, in, in the long run, I don't want to beat a, a horse to death, but it, it's not a huge marketing point for the most of the comic book buying public. So yeah. if this is what they're going to do, readership will go down because there's a lot of fantastic um, indie books that are out there, you know, and I, anyway, that's that's their choice. Hey, we're back. Technical difficulties because this guy was playing with his wireless mouse and couldn't see the cursor, so I hit a button. I did not mean to hit. Oopsies. Well, so, so like Dennis was saying, just to close off with Star-Lord, you know, being bisexual, who cares? I mean, who really cares? Like you said, nobody's coming to the booth that shows going, uh, what comics do you have? I like, I like superheroes, but I'm looking for only bisexual ones, or I'm looking for only heterosexual ones, or I'm looking for only homosexual ones or i'm looking for only non-binary ones yes you know it, it, he's it, been it, doing shows forever it, i've been doing point. show forever it's a moot point because we're interested in what's the best storyline if i'm reading batman or if i'm reading it that's what they want to know what's the best stories what ties into it what can i advance my reading on etc cetera, etc cetera. exactly so moving on moving on to the oscars that's right oscar buzz oh Oscars. That's right. Wonder Woman has been submitted for every Oscar category. Every I mean, Oscar like anything category. you could think of. So we're talking. Wonder Woman has been submitted for. Well, let's read them down. Best Picture. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, this. And I'm not bashing Wonder Woman. And if you, if you want to listen to our review, last week's review is when we did it. Go so back and listen to weeks. it. Was it two weeks? Might have been two weeks. Anyhow, we did a review of Wonder Woman. I think it was actually two weeks ago. But the point is, you know, we're not we're not bashing Wonder Woman. <laughs> I love this. Where are you guys? Yeah, I know. That, that's on me. Yeah, that's all we do is laugh. <laughs> uh, we need a producer to run the board. That's what we need. We're trying to juggle so much. Yeah. And, and, but... It was it we we were, you know it, it was not a great movie. It's a it's a lackluster it movie. Yes, and that's the ratings ratings it's getting. You know when there's Oscar buzz around the movie, you you, you I mean one it's really talked about as Oscar worthy. Uh, what I'm trying to think, one of the Batman's wasn't one of the Christopher Nolan Batman's up for an Oscar back in the day. Oh, you know, so they do T typically it's costume design. Well, no, well, no, that's it. There, well, not, not for story, not for the best Joker, picture. Joker was, wasn't it? I don't consider that bad. Joker was a great movie. No, I know, but I'm just saying Joker is a DC superhero. I mean, it's a villain. Yes. But still, I could see that after watching that movie. Yeah. But after watching Wonder Woman 84, I got flashbacks of Green Lantern. Yes. And you we know, all know my feelings on the Green Lantern movie. You loved it. <laughs> I know. First half, yes. Oh. Best director, Patty Jenkins, 
uh, we we all come on. This was not a very well directed Ch movie. Change the name to Patrick Jenkins. It's not going to be best director. No, best adapted screenplay. No. Well, what? Okay, so here's my question: an adapted screenplay, on for instance, a novel, like say The Shining, right? It's literally adapted from that book. Correct. This wasn't adapted from a comic book story. That, it's was, just, it's that just, was actually my question. It's just, Wonder, it's just a Wonder Woman story they wrote for the movie. This There's not a Wonder Woman story that I know of. Not a graphic novel. Not no. a graphic novel, not a single issue that I know of that this was adapted from. So why, you know, maybe they're just throwing that like pasta at the wall to see if it sticks because I doubt anybody on the Oscar committee is going to go, wait a second, yeah. I read comics. That was not a story in the comic. Yeah. Kristen, uh, Best Supporting Actor. Well, Gal Gadot was from uh, uh, Best Supporting best, Actress. No, Gal Gadot's Best Actress, I thought. Best Actress. Right. And supporting is Kristen Wiig, Robin Wright, and Connie Nielsen. Connie yeah. Nielsen was literally in the movie for like 30 seconds. Same with Robin Wright. She wasn't in a movie that She long. was at the beginning, which was the best part of the entire movie, right. was the intro scene, which we had already talked but, about. And then the Hans Zimmer score that went along with it was hands down the best part of the movie. Well, let's get back to the supporting actress thing. When you say supporting actress, you literally think of somebody who is, well, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she was a supporting she was. actress. She, she wasn't was. a star. Gal Gadot was a star. Kristen Wiig was the supporting actress. Robin Wright and Connie Nielsen, nothing against either one of them. I, I think they're great actresses. They had some, they had cameos. Yes. If, if you're going to call them anything, you're going to call them cameos. And if I was Kristen Wiig, I'd be annoyed that they were put up in the best supporting because I'd be like, wait a second. I was in the movie for, you know, a movie was two and a half hours. Let's say she was in it for a total of, 45 minutes. I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea. Don't fact check me. Let's say it was 45 minutes. I'd be like, I'm best supporting actress for 45 minutes. You two are in it for maybe five. Yeah. Seriously, that's a can. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and best supporting actor, they got both Chris Pine and uh, Pedro. So in other words, only two male actors in the movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, again, we both agreed last time. They had good acting, but the scripts that they were given were garbage. Well, wait, here's a question. Why isn't the, the boy actor that played Pedro's son a supporting actor? He had more screen time than Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright did. I know. <laughs> I know. Where the girl that played little, little girl Wonder Woman had more screen time, for God's sakes. They have best sound. They've got best special effects. So Again, I'm going to throw it out there. The special effects from this movie, there's a reason why the fight between Wonder Woman in the armor and 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 Kristen Wiig, when they were sitting with Cheetah, it was low light because the special effects were so bad they didn't want them. Seriously, this was why they're even nominated other than, you know, there's nothing else out there. I don't know. To me, this entire thing was a joke and a farce. Okay, go gauntlet. This is where we're going to have different opinions. I love WW84. I'm a sucker for these movies. I used to imagine my books on the screen. Look, I'm not saying more power to you. Because, you know, just talk about Green Lantern. Green Lantern's my DC guy. I was so excited for the movie. Ryan Reynolds is like my man crush. Don't tell Dennis that. 
Um, Ryan Reynolds is my man crush. Green Lantern's my DC guy. I own the movie. I still watch the movie. It entertains me. So I like that. Even though it wasn't a great movie, I liked it probably as much as you like Wonder Woman 84. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my daughter loves every superhero movie she's seen, and she's probably seen them all. You know, recently, she's only 17. So all the Marvel ones, all the mo most recent DC ones, and so why? I. I mean, if you know me, anybody watching this that knows me knows that when I walk out of a movie, it takes a lot for me to put a movie down. And just to recap Wonder Woman 84, because it doesn't seem like you saw a review, I didn't hate it, but I just wasn't, I expected more from it. Um, it's, I just expected more from it. It yeah. just came across. And, and there, some of my friends, so a group of us got together, we, we took a trek up to Culver's, and it's always fun because we all watched the movie, we got together to talk. Some of us hated the movie. Some of us thought it was just okay. And a couple of the guys, Reggie Foddy looking at you, they loved it. They, they really enjoyed the movie. This is why there's different, differing opinions. Yeah. But I think the one thing we probably would agree on is that in no way would I consider there to be any Oscar-winning performances no. or special effects. Although the score, if I was going to pull out one thing, Hans Zimmer's score, I would listen to that. I thought it was absolutely all absolutely loved it. I loved what he did with the movie. See, you love Green Lantern as well. You have great taste. <laughs> right there. Boom. Booyah. Great taste. Okay, so we're going to end on one more story that hit the news this past week. Unfortunately, we all know what happened at the Capitol. We're not talking politics. We're not talking rioting is not good. Let's just blanket statement. Rioting is bad. Going into the Capitol with zip ties and and destroying stuff bad big no-no okay but the story we're talking about i don't know how good this is going to be you can see right here there's a punisher uh, even i said it i said it because i'm a comic nerd there's a skull reminiscent of the punishers the marvel character the punisher this dude has on his on his jacket or whatever and now there's calls for basically the Punisher to be retired. Um, I think like literally retired, not even dump the costume design, but like just, right? So th this particular, a lot of people are doing this all of a sudden. Uh, I pulled this one off of from Comic Tropes. And, you know, I, I like watching his, his videos and some of the things that he does. But, you know, he brings her out and says Marvel either needs to aggressively enforce their trademark so it isn't printed everywhere or abandon the Punisher completely. And that's the one that a lot of people are saying, well, because a person wore it, we need to get rid of the Punisher completely if, and wipe it if, from the Marvel Universe. Even if four or five, it's a freaking skull. And, and I'm sorry, but when it comes down to um, enforce your trademark, I, I've seen that skull... In lots of places, and I'm not talking on, on you know, when I say lots of places, I'm not like on people like this. I'm just talking everywhere. You see stickers with a skull. You see, and I don't, every time I see it, I don't think to myself, come on, Marvel, clamp down. That dude's ripping off the Punisher. I just think, oh, look, it's a skull. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a cartoon, because that's what it is. It's a cartoon skull. Right. Does Punisher happen to have one on his chest? Yes. Is that the exact one he wears? 
No, because since from when the Punisher first uh, originated back in, was it late 70s? Early 80s? Well, his first appearance was well, Amazing Spider-Man Spider 129. That was late 70s. Yeah, it was late 70s. Yeah. So from, if you look at the Punisher from you know 40-some years ago from his first appearance in that Spider-Man, throughout the years, the skull imprint that he wears has changed. Correct. It's gone through different iterations, just like the bat emblem has changed. Well, it's just like look at the Punisher and, and the different versions of the movies and then the TV show with him and they're with, uh, with Daredevil. And stuff, you know, and they spray paint it sometimes. And I mean, for anybody to make make that kind of a comparison right now over something like this is well. I think just, you also. I don't think the normal person on the street, if you show that picture that we just had up, if I show that to my wife and I go, "What sticks out about you with this guy?" She's not going to go, oh, "Well, it's obviously the Punisher skull." You know what I mean? She's gonna say mm -hmm. the fact that there's zip ties in his it's hands. The fact that he has zip ties and he's he's riding the capital. That's what my wife's gonna say. You know, most people, I, I would think the mass population isn't in the comic books. I mean, look, there's 300 million people in this country. You know, let's let's say there's a 200 million taking out uh, kids and stuff. I mean, what do you think the percentage is? Of people that read comics. I mean, there's only like 2,500 well, comic in, book stores in the in, whole country. Yeah, but on average, an average comic that's being produced nowadays it was different back in the heyday. Oh, yeah. You know, where, you know, X-Men number one, near 9, 10 million copies. Spawn number one. I mean, now 50,000 comics is a really solid uh, book. That number has, has really dropped off. Now there's a lot of titles. But still, with that being said... A lot of the guys are people our age that buy, you know, 10, 12 titles a, a week. Yeah. You know, uh, go gone. Cancel culture at work again. That is true. Yep. And th this should be nothing that has to be canceled because Marvel's got nothing to do with this DC. Comic books doesn't. Well, look, and at, the, look at a doofus from uh, the Colorado movie shooting way back. Remember? Yeah. He was supposedly, you know, as soon as it happened, I guess he had like green hair and stuff, and he was tagged as the Joker, looking like the Joker and stuff. Yes. It's just like, well, the dude had green hair. He didn't have white face paint and stuff. It's, you know, it's it's these it's the stupid news outlets that start this stuff because somebody in your newsroom, because I seriously doubt any of the, you know, the these the older older news anchors are going, oh, that's Punisher. It's probably somebody in the newsroom that's like, oh, bring up, that's like Punisher Marvel. They're huge right now. Oh, cancel that. Hence why the 24-hour news cycle has destroyed actual real news. But that's a whole topic for another day. That is. Well, we thank you for joining us once again. That is our show. One more comment to close out that I love. Go, Go Bills. Bills! We got a Bill fan. We got a Bills fan. I think I he's our first one yet. Uh, could be. I agree with you. Go Bills. I'm really rooting for the Bills. I root for the underdogs, even though they're technically not the underdogs with their record. It's been so long since they've been in the in playoffs at this age that I consider them the underdogs. So I agree with you. Go Bills. Yep. I really, really hope they win. Uh, I really hope the Browns That's win. That's because you picked them. Well, I did. <laughs> um, I didn't pick the Browns, though, and I really I want either. them to win, too. So that is our show. We thank you again for joining us, 
And until next time, bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Until next week, grab your 3D glasses, get your favorite comic books, roll them up, and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics. Throw your pigskin up on the mantle. This is Dennis. This is Andy. Later, Later friends. friends.